Hey everybody, welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Ragland. <laughs> hey Vanessa. Hey Cole. How you doing? You know, the day after Memorial Day weekend is a bummer. It's a little rough. I not feel just lie. like the Monday blues very intensely. Mm. This is me being honest. You asked me go. how I was. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. All right. All right. Well, that is indeed what the day is. So this episode is <laughs> going to come out rather quick yeah. from the recording. Um we got a great guest today. I can't wait to chat it up. This guy's very inspiring, but we'll get to his story in a little bit. Yep. Quincy Jones, great stand-up comedian. He's got a special coming out very soon, but we'll talk about that. HBO. That's June right. Uh, um, let's see. A couple quick things. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. You go to iTunes, you click the fifth star to the right, and straight on till morning. You and you say, this podcast changed my life. I was at the very edge, and it pulled me back down, and now I'm starting to see that the world isn't a farce. That was a little Nick Cagey. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. A little bit of Nick Cage thank in there. Thank you so much. Just saying, come on, man. <laughs> um, so yeah, please do that. Also, uh, email us. Info at popmyculturepodcast.com. We'll read them all or write you back. We'll give you uh, guest suggestions. Always welcome. Other things, too. Just say hello. Yeah, hi. We always like hearing from you guys. Um, let's see. We're also primarily listener supported. So support us. Go to our website, popmyculturepodcast.com. There's a donate button. Have a gift you give us. Really helps us. Let's go. It really sounded like you said popmyculturepodcast.com. Oh, and that's, that's a different show. That would be a that's different, different show. That would be a different thing. It's, a, it's COM. It's pretty standard. Yeah. It's the technical. It's an internet. It's not a, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Every little bit helps. We'll give you a shout out on a future episode. We really appreciate it. It helps to keep this thing going. Yeah. And uh, I think that's about it. Um, so yeah, it's it's a very bluesy LA morning here. Like it hasn't burned off yet. It's early. It's overcast, gloomy as fuck. Like, right? I'm so sorry. I, I know that like, we're complaining about that. There's that people in other parts of the country that probably like you know in either extreme heat or cold today, and uh, we just have a little bit of an overcast day. So sorry. But you know what? When you get used to that bright sunshine all the time, this is enough to just zap the mood. Oh, that sounds even worse. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm spoiled. I'm entitled. <laughs> All right. But on to, I guess. Here it is. <laughs> the saddest intro ever. Oh, hi, I'm a little mouse. I wanted to go here and say hello. I love you. Oh, well, that brightened things up. Yeah. Adding a mouse to the mix. <gasps> mouse in the mix. <laughs> Where's the cheese? <laughs> okay. Well, we've uh, we've gone off the rails yeah. and we haven't even started yet. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, one moment and we'll be right back with Yay. Quincy Jones. Right, well, our, our guest today, well, he's a great stand-up comic and a pretty inspirational dude. Um, you can catch a stand-up special. It's coming out like right away. Burning no the Light, June 2nd, HBO, HBO mm-hmm. 10 p.m. And uh, also, he'll be at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival, where I will also be this coming Uh-oh. weekend. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's June three through six. Yeah, that's right. That's I'll it. be here, but I'd love to see any photo updates. There we go. Yeah. Okay. That's Party. a fun I'm determined to post something on Instagram. That's, right. that's, my, that's my goal. Uh, Quincy Jones is here. Hey, Welcome, hey, Quincy. Hey. 
Uh, well, let's start with uh, um, the gorilla Harambe. Oh, Harambe, this is <laughs> so sad. To so me. yeah, this was the uh, the gorilla that was shot and killed at the Cincinnati Zoo when a four year old child fell into the enclosure. Um, Got into the enclosure, yeah. and supposedly the child had been saying ahead of time, "I'm going to get into the enclosure." I read that, yeah, um, which is even better. I wanted to get in the water or something, but and then there's on the internet like all these people just blaming the parents so intensely. Um, and I don't think you should blame the parents. I, I mean, kids get away in the supermarket, in the store. They had multiple kids. There's a lot going on. You never in your life, if you're at the zoo with your kid, never do you think they're going to end up in a gorilla. Like if you don't see them for four seconds, you think they're close by. Do you know what I mean? Like no one, it's not negligent to assume your child won't end up somewhere. A person has never ended up before. Like whose brain goes there? Uh, that's another like heartbreaker of just like it's a perfect storm. Let's talk about not having zoos. That's the first tragedy. I'm, I'm, that's, that's aggressive. Not <laughs> 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 have zoos. Like, yeah, right. yeah. Well, but I mean, so should the gorilla have been shot while he's trying well, to kill Well, you can't try. You can't tranquilize him because it takes, it takes too, long, too long, and he's it would agitate him further. So yeah. that's out. So it's pretty much. It's kind of the only option. He's four hundred. It was a silverback, four hundred pound gorilla. Yeah, you know, all testosterone. Yeah. Uh, but then again, also like, if he wanted to, he could have ripped that kid limb from limb. Yeah. And then show pictures of him pulling up the kid's pants or whatnot, dragging him through the water. I saw the video. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I didn't know they could move that fast. They're very swift. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was scary. But what uh, what I saw in Daily Mail today was. Uh, uh, they, they said this. They, they, hold on, let me find it. They said something. It was it was, it was really racist. It was really racist. Oh no. oh no! Oh yeah, because the parents are black. That's what people don't know. Uh, yeah, actually, that hasn't really been widely reported whatsoever. No. Right. I haven't yeah. watched any footage. I didn't know. Anything. I've just seen statements from the parents being like, you know, yeah. we're, we're sorry, we grieve for the zoo and their. But really, I gorilla. do think it's let's question having zoos because the first crime is taking a gorilla out of its natural habitat, putting it somewhere where it's gawked at, is getting riled up by people, and then in a position where the only you know humane thing to do is to save a child. I would say. So it says right here, uh, parent of four. It says, parent of four, the parents of four whose son fell into Harambe, the gorilla's enclosure, right? Uh-huh. But then, look, they redid it, and look what they said this time. Father of boy who fell in gorilla's zoo enclosure has lengthy criminal history. The fuck? <gasps> yeah, that's... And like, it makes was, no oh sense. Oh, my gosh. What is going on? It's like, it's 530, 16, 849. What is going on? And they did it again, like, it was 8.54. So the first one was 8.49, this is 8.54. They're like, oh, it's not getting enough views? Put his criminal history on there. Oh, my gosh, because that has anything to do with anything. That is sick. Oh, this broken planet. Yeah, so that's what I thought was interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, it wouldn't matter what it is. It could be like... Father who donated twenty five thousand dollars to charity has lengthy criminal history. People be like, oh, you know. What I mean, I mean, but I mean, they did that with this uh, the guy. Uh, there was a guy who was a drug dealer. You know, he got out after doing like a bunch of time, and he graduated like sixty eight from Columbia University. And they're like, guy has a criminal history. Graduation. I was like, I'm sure he didn't work that hard to be considered. A, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, I think him, him can we move past that place? Yeah. yeah. Uh, not in the media. You no. can't ever move past race in the media. It's so, the like temperature is just getting worse. It feels like it's coming to this fever pitch of insanity. 
It's just a stark contrast of reporting. Like, it's becoming blatantly obvious. At first, it used to be somewhat subtle. Yeah. And now it's sort of like... Because it's like clickbait now. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, Yeah, they want you to open it. I mean, there used to be a bit of a responsibility that journalists felt. You know what I mean? There was a code, an ethic (laughs) code. Old old days. In the olden days. Like, that's why, like, lots of the other presidents were shitty and did stuff, but they just didn't report on it. You know? Like, there was, like, this code of, like, he's our leader, whatever. We're not going to say that JFK's humping everybody. Right. We're just going to let it be what it's going to be or whatever. And then at a certain point. As long as the work is being done. Yeah. Yeah, those days are over, honey. Ugh. Now it's like you like one time sneezed twenty years ago. They're gonna dig it up, and that's what they're gonna lead with. It doesn't matter. Look at the snot-nosed president, <laughs> and, and no one thinks to do the research. Like yeah. it could be no. all parking tickets. You could just like a yeah. year, like twenty-seven parking tickets, and be like, "Oh, you have a lengthy criminal history." Like, well, they, wait, they're all parking tickets. Yeah, right? and then we'll have five million shares, and no one will have read it, and they'll yeah. be like, "That guy was a murderer." Yeah, and no, then if it no. does come out that it was parking tickets, they'll say like, "Well, if 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 he can't even take care of one." Street cleaning. Yeah. He can't raise a child. Yeah. Like you'd get Ugh. that. I mean, there's, there's, no, there's no accountability. No. That's very true. I mean, like even with the Katie Couric thing in general, you guys heard uh-uh. about that, right? No. Uh, what she did like a documentary on like gun control or something mm. like that, and then she asked uh, the uh, like some Virginia militants or something like that, or West Virginia militants, mm-hmm. like, hey, uh, you know, if you don't do background checks on guns. Like what? What's to stop a felon from so and so getting it right? Uh, and then, and then they sort of like edit out to like like leaving them pondering quiet, right? Well, then they, uh, those people had recorded that same thing, and they were like, we had several responses to what she just said. She made us look like we're stupid, oh, right? And so, and then Katie Kirk and the guy didn't even apologize. It was like, like yeah, well, they should be have guns in the Virginia mountains. It's, it, it, it's a big thing, right? Like she has no journalistic credibility, but. It's like the power of the edit. You can make anybody look any way. It's oh, like, yeah. especially if you like watch reality shows, which I do. It's like you got to hope you get the hero edit, not the villain edit, because yeah. it's just you take anything out of context, you clip it, however you want to do it. I mean, I feel like I'd hate even bringing him up, but it is like the perfect example is freaking Donald Trump that is now, you know, a presidential possibility who says lies. He lies constantly, and it's like past the point of. Regular politician lies. Yeah, it's like it's like in the moment, whatever lie he wants to do, and it's forgiven, and it incites the crowd, and it's like it is a new vortex to stare into. Of like, oh my gosh, we are going back to critter times. Like, just yeah, which I mean, he's driving them into fury. Yeah, and it's like it's amazing to see that much control over people, or how much people really believe that. Yes, he could exactly. say anything, and like his followers would. You know, he, he said, he, I, he could, could I like, could get away with shooting someone and get away with it. I was yeah. like, what the? He said, I was, yeah, you uh, said that? And people are like, whoa, uh, yucky, yuck. It's it's scary. It's scary. It's scary to be black and yeah. hear and see that shit. <laughs> like, no, it's terrifying. Like, like, you, I really you guys can't are liberal imagine. and white. We get, you know, you're like, oh, hey, I just don't discuss politics. Everyone's like, all right, well, as long as you don't support gay marriage, you're all right with me. Have a beer. <laughs> well, we can go incognito if we need to. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just put on class. <laughs> I am not here to discuss politics. <laughs> oh, well, then join us. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I feel like he could say, like, you know, like, yeah, Hillary's great. I love Hillary. Can she, can she fly? No, I can fly. And they'd be like, yay, all right. And everybody would believe him and... Enough, and then someone's like, "Have you ever flown Stoneham? Wait a minute, is that how this?" <laughs> there was a good thing going around yesterday of a young woman at the at a Trump rally who like asked 
Like you, you say Hillary Clinton's playing like the woman card. What do you mean by that? And he like pauses for a second and he's like, the only card she has is the woman card. And the crowd is like, hurrah. That doesn't mean anything. And also like, <laughs> let's look at our presidential track record. When has playing the woman card ever helped? We've yeah, had no, that zero was the point of this. Like, yeah, the woman card is a super great card That's to play. That's the worst card to play. <laughs> That'd be like being a, a major league hitter and be like, I'm going to play the strikeout card right now. <laughs> Play the strikeout card they again. Want to play the bowling card. <laughs> play for a full game, a full game of no hits. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go for a zero on base percentage for the year. I can do it, guys. I can't. I really got all join my in cards. On the sports stuff. Like right. <laughs> Don't you intentional walk me? You're ruining it. Ugh, terrible, terrible, terrible. Well, here's something else ridiculous. This is a silly ridiculous. Oh, good. This is less depressing. Yeah. But sort of not. So Gwyneth Paltrow has her whole uh, goop thing, which is her like... Her lifestyle brand. Her lifestyle brand, whatever. So she recommended on her goop thing... She always is, has like products she puts, you know, yeah. she thinks are great. A $15,000 24-karat gold dildo. <laughs> now, there is a stainless steel version available for $7,900 if you don't want to go for the full 24-karat gold vibrator. Um, I mean, it's just the get most- a real dick, use it, and never call him again. That's a, that's the least. Oh, that's a hundred dollars max of the fucking bar, and that's if you split your tab. Yeah. For fifteen grand, you could have a closet full of different guys that yeah. you pull out when you need to. Fully that's- dressed and ready to go. Yep, you could have the Chippendale staff. <laughs> In oh, you could for fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a it's a grotesque. Uh- I mean, it's the. It's, how is Gwyneth Paltrow still a fucking thing? Well, but how yeah, is she a thing that this can happen and that that it's okay? You know what I mean? Like people like this. Like rich people respond to her choices and her her like you know um, how her curation her? of these things. Like a fifteen thousand dollar tilt. That's the the most. It feels like a poorly written like morality tale, but it's real life. To modern day Aesop fable. There we go. <laughs> yeah, to really the woman is. with the gold. Or the cast iron aluminum $7,900 gelto. Depends on what pleases you inside. Double entendre. Thank you, guys. Or do you save this uh, <laughs> this town with a water filtration system right. with the same amount of money? I come from modest means. I'm going to get the $7,900 dildo. No, no, no. Yeah. percent right. definitely will. <laughs> you got to get a dildo when you get it. You know what I'm saying? Prices like these. It's Gwyneth Paltrow fucking advertising on Google. She just, she just put a, a, a cookbook out. That's called like it's so easy or something. It's like easy recipes, and it's like first you hire a person right. to cook your food. That's hilarious. Then but you put your if, dildo inside you and lay down. Even if it's like you know, toss some zucchini with some whatever in a skillet, add some chicken. Like I don't need you to tell me. There's plenty of cookbooks out there from actual cooks that are like easy recipes that I could go get. That, I mean, that'd be like me writing a book on how to shoot free throws. I can make a couple of them, yeah. but Not like, sports why would, why would anyone want to read that? You know, what? why are we listening to her? I mean, like that's a real question. Like, who, who gave her, who elevated her to spokesperson of anything? I, I haven't really decided. seen a movie where I've been fl- flabbergasted by her acting. I'm trying Dang. to think what, take your time. Oh, Shakespeare in love. What Ooh, a film. Man, I had to dig mm. deep in the vault for that one. <laughs> Someone quick Google. Let's fact search how long ago that was. That Gwyneth Paltrow. You know, when she or something, she was in that movie Flesh and Bone with Dennis Quaid. That was kind of her breakout role. It was like smaller film that people were like, "Oh, she's pretty great." And then Shakespeare in Love happened like the next year or whatever. But that movie was good. 
I've never. Sliding doors. I've never liked her. She's fine. Like, I'll give her that. I like, mean, I don't love her as a performer, but it, when it comes to dildo choices, I right. turn to Gwyneth. Oh. I mean, there's so many, even in that, like, realm, like, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. It's uh, Maybe it was Chris Martin that legitimized her? Maybe. I mean, they did name their kid Apple. That, gave that was it, a like, big a wave um, thing. That was yeah. a big thing. God, it's a tidal wave of, wow. It's the one Apple product I can't own. The yuppie celebrity. I think that's oh. what she is. The, the voice of the celebrity yuppies. Yeah. Want to be celebrity. That's what that's what she wrote. And I think to them, it's like it normalizes their choices. So maybe her best uh, supporters are people that are like, oh, I also like it's people that feel like I they have can thoughts relate. like that. I'm yeah. do that. Oh, that's a thought that I'm allowed to talk about. <laughs> I thought that made me entitled and horrible. I was going to go with Dell, but everyone clowned me for that. I can't name my kid Dell. I'm glad someone thought of it first. Apple is sleek. It is very sleek. Good choice. I want to see what this woman has to say. My kid won't have bigger than a 28 waist. That's how slim it is. Here's my eldest compact Presario. Oh, Presario is a nice name. I meant that. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't, we, no one knows what Presario means. Yeah. It's true. It's not even it's not I'm real Spanish. I'm keeping that. So anybody listening, don't beat me to it. It's been trademarked. Thank you. That's right. I guess the moral of the story is if Pepper Potts wants you to buy a $15,000 fake dong, you do it. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Is that the uh, name of her character off Royal Tenable? That was her character in, oh, uh, that was her, that in was Iron good. Man. I hate it. That was his worst movie. I have jokes about that. That was his worst But movie. she was delightful. The movie was all of it was horrible. Oh, the whole no. movie, a family full what of geniuses. What do you think is his best then? Because they're all the same movie. They're all Bunch beautifully of weirdo eccentrics with a pretty color palette. His best movie is Fantastic and Mr. Fox. I, I, I swear to God, I was going to say that Fantastic Mr. Fox, George yep. Clooney. Uh, what's your name? Disagree. What? I disagree. What do you think is better? The best Grand one. Budapest Hotel. No. What do you think? You don't like Fantastic Moonrise Mr. Kingdom? Fox. I feel like you like Moonrise Kingdom. I don't like Moonrise. Darjeeling Limited. I think I liked Royal Tannenbaums. I feel like this is crazy. Well, been, thanks for having me on the podcast. You yeah, guys. Been, uh, I love the book, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, the movie's so good. It's like my favorite. Have you watched thing. the movie? Yeah. You're not a fan of it. I thought it was kind of just sad. Oh, what? I loved it. It was a great movie. Great movie. Yeah, Let's go I'll back revisit. I have it. I'll revisit it. Revisit. Go ahead. Take, take it in vaults. It's good. Okay. Thanks, really guys. Good. All right. Mm, controversial opinions. Yeah. yeah that killed we all agree in Trump, but all of a sudden, the Fantastic yeah, Mr. Fox this divides. Is, this is what breaks us apart. Go at your dinner table with your families tonight. <laughs> Bring up Fantastic Mr. Fox. You'll be amazed at what comes out of <laughs> your friends and family's mouths. <laughs> I thought I knew you. <laughs> <laughs> Judas. <laughs> Judas. <laughs> Try to. <laughs> you didn't finish it? You didn't finish it? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I think that's his best, honestly. Yeah, that, that. Well, good for you guys. I like Moonrise Kingdom now also. Yeah. That's the one with too many kids in their underwear. I mean, I will say that there are, for some like reason. There 12 people in the world who share that same opinion as you. I'd love to meet them. <laughs> you can't. And they're all at Trump rallies. They're all at Trump rallies waiting for you. What if I found out through some sort of pop culture quiz that I'm a Trump supporter? Oh man, BuzzFeed, get on it! Get on it. BuzzFeed. Here's John. my here's my beef with Wes Anderson. Okay. He doesn't know about this beef, but it's out there. Uh, for some reason, I feel like he has a thing against animals because he kills them in his movies all the goddamn time. In Moonrise Kingdom, there's the dog that gets like killed oh, by yeah. the arrow for no reason, just does. Mm. And then in um, Grand Budapest Hotel, there's the cats that keep getting thrown out the window and killed. Well, maybe he loves animals and he's showing, um, you know, he's he's uh, 
you know. You got to choose a side. You either he for loves, him or you can't. He loves them, and he's using his films to show how exploitive humans are with them. Sure. My problem with Wes Anderson, uh, and I'm on record as saying he, okay. he doesn't use enough minorities in his That's film. very true. It's like, we could be awkward, too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I really feel like that's uh, something needs to be talked about. Get him. Yeah, well, he knows Hey, Wes, are you listening? Yeah, he is. He knows. We've seen enough weird Stop white people. Stop stealing children books movies and making them come to life <laughs> and write something. Write something, Wes. Write something for everyone. I guess that goes to Tim Burton, too, though. Because he got, he's got to stop just like remaking shit from our childhoods. And Hollywood does two things: they put out a Jungle Book movie, follow it with a Tarzan movie, then they do an Alice Wonder. They do like a they there's always a good do like a going. there's always like a, a fan yeah. like a like a children's storybook movie. Like yeah. you know now it's the Snowman and Swordsman or something like that. Some shit Who? with the I don't know. It's like an, it's not it's like the prequel to Cinderella or some shit. Like I'm like I don't care about Cinderella. <laughs> it's the worst of the Disneyland princesses. They got to stop with the I Tarzan agree with that because I don't understand why they think it's a viable franchise because no Tarzan thing has made money from like 50 years. If you think about it like that, there's that Tarzan movie that like... Um, Brendan Fraser? No, that was George of the Jungle. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Close though. Close. They're both the same person. Both there was clowns. a Tarzan movie with I think Casper Van Dien, the guy from um, Starship Troopers mm-hmm. that like bombed hard. Like even the Disney animated movie just did okay. Um, because that's so dark. I recently put that on Netflix. Uh, boo to you, Netflix. It doesn't really George's matter. Jungle? No, not, th- oh. not that one. The other one. Oh, Animated Tarzan. The yeah. first 25 minutes are terror. The jaguar killing the family. Is this your first the- Disney animated film? <laughs> I- You're going to die when you see Mulan. I tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I, know, right? I think I've forgotten how dark most of these movies are. Yeah. It's like a long time of very, very bad. The things it's always the orphan baby, and then how did he come out? Oh, and Nemo! I recently saw Nemo. So sad. I mean, you could list most of the movies, and they all kind of start that way. No, but they go like in Nemo. It's constant danger. You can never relax and enjoy Nemo. Well, it's the fucking ocean. What about they have a responsibility? Yeah. Even when he's in a fishbowl. Dude, they talked about East Australian currents like that. I mean, kids would never Google that on their own. Like that's 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 real. Oh, so that's good. That they're educated. You're pro Nemo. Finding Nemo? Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Whoa. Oh, well, you don't like questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You don't like Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. I thought I loved Nemo. And mm-hmm. then rewatching it with a child. I have a two-year-old. I was like, oh, this is scary. This uh, is too scary. Do you have a two-year-old? Yes. Okay. So your mom? Yes. Oh, so I didn't know that. That's oh, okay. a, you're coming at it from a parental. Yeah. Which makes sense. That's I'm, where I'm Yeah, okay. I was like, you just, I mean, I smoked and watched Finding Nemo. It was fine. I no, I'm that. thinking of like, oh, I would like to show him the fish scene. And then like trying to find a oh, cute scene yeah, and like yeah, skipping okay. through. And it's like, there's not a, there's not a four minute stretch where something isn't trying to kill someone. Yeah, so, goodbye Nemo. Right. What about when he passes out on a jellyfish? I thought that was cute. And he's kind of bouncing around. Yeah. Just show him crush. Dory's <laughs> cute, but Finding Dory's going to be another stress situation. Tarzan, stress situation. I don't know about being a parent. I don't think finding Nemo's for two-year-olds. I'd say five. I think five max, yeah. Five, yeah. Here's the way I think about it is... I just remembered it being a happy... I guess that's the thing. When you're not watching with anyone that you want to protect, you just enjoy the run. And then when you're like, oh, I could just show a little fun bit. Oh, no, it wasn't like that. There's a scary story happening. Mm -hmm. There's definitely some things when I was growing up that legitimately scared me. But I watched all those Disney movies, and I was fine with them. I understood that it was not real. learned that women are (laughs) objects. 
Oh, I'm sorry. No, my old man taught me that. All right. Hoorah. Hello. Hello. On the mean streets of Texas. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Listen to that draw. Yeah. Well, I draw that a little bit. I did enjoy Disney's Women Are Objects. That was great. <laughs> they, just, like, they just went for it. That's the best Disney Starring princess objectification. movie. Objectification. <laughs> Oppression. First, right. first yeah. they just killed their parents yeah. in the right. first frame. And then. Yeah, for sure. Just, you know, Objectify them. Yep. You know, yep. It's great. Oh, fun. I think Disney's the best. PR people of history. Oh, yeah. Like, that's what Disney is. They should just be PR companies for history. Let's do Pocahontas. What? The 12 year old who got sold into. Yeah, but I got, got it. A fun had a raccoon. It. Yeah. Had There's some, a song on a mountain. Soundtrack, couple bl- wind blowing scenes. I Let's think we not got make something. her look like she good. looked. Let's make her look like a Barbie. Yeah. Okay. A Indian Barbie. By Joe, why didn't we get on the ball? <laughs> Someone's cranking around. We got a movie. Steve Jobs is walking through Megadiver. <laughs> we should rewrite the history books to be like that. So it's like Pocahontas, the Indian Barbie. Oh, Let's yeah. Change it all. Might as well. Disney's like, well, who told them? Who let them in? <laughs> who stole our cookbook? <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow did. That's who's She's behind it all. Goop. What a fucking dumb name. <laughs> fucking goop. 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 It's the silliest, most embarrassing thing to say. Goop. I, I'm pretty sure I would leave any conversation when someone casually broke that up. So I was on Goop. Hey, listen. Yeah, I'm uh, so close sorry. me out. I'm gonna get <laughs> Didn't know what the fuck was going on, but I figured it out now. I'm out of here. I know Ooh. whose company I'm in. Goop. Oh, excuse me. I have to be anywhere else right, right now. <laughs> so, so I don't have anything better to do, but I can be anywhere I else. I really have to be anywhere. Goodbye. <laughs> or my favorite thing to get out of a conversation now is just go beep, 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 and just back away That's from the it. sound a construction vehicle makes when it's backing up. There it is. Got I just it. say, well... This is cool, and I bounced. This is <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. So if you leave today, not like that, we know what it means. Yeah, well, I mean, oh, a couple oh, more gosh. Wes Anderson and so movies. We got to move, move past with, yeah. the West stuff. I'm okay, really fine, 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 fine. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Well, let's talk a bit about uh, your special. Yeah, Because that's, cool. that's awesome. Uh, Burning the Light, June 2nd, 10 p.m. HBO. That's like 10 seconds from now, roughly. Yeah. Cartwheel. We're out of here. Yeah, that's right, that's hours. right. <laughs> who's counting? Who's counting? <laughs> uh, so that whole thing was a... A pretty amazing journey from how it started as a Kickstarter uh, that you did with Nicole Blaine, mm-hmm. um, who's a quality, awesome person, great mm-hmm. comic, um, does a lot at Westside Comedy, has a show there. Um, she's awesome. And uh, lo and behold, it's premiering on HBO. So um, when the Kickstarter happened, I know it was just your dream to do it a good hour, leave an hour. Right. And like, how were you amazed with the response and how quickly it like blew up? Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I definitely was amazed, but I mean, uh, prior to that, they did a GoFundMe when I was in the hospital, uh, and then like that had a, a great outpouring too. So to see how much it was, uh, I mean, add, add the Kickstarter visual to it was mm-hmm. was really was really exciting to see. Well, how did you even decide what you wanted? Was this hour like what was the thought process that kind of got you there? Um. I mean, Patrice died. Patrice O'Neill died like yeah. months mm-hmm. after he recorded his special. We all want more Patrice. So it was like, I was like, oh man, I don't have anything really here. Yeah. I don't have any kids. I've got a dog. Just don't have anything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, God forbid I actually die. Like, I mean, I don't, there's nothing to actually say I've been here. So I was just like, okay, we've got to figure something out. Um, and I wanted to do an hour because that's yeah. what I do. And you know, I had an hour, you know. So Which like, is I, amazing. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I think it came at the right time. I think I was, I was ready for it. Yeah. That's what you sort of work hard to be prepared for is when, you know, luck hits. So right timing, right circumstance. 
I mean, it, 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 it took a while for it to happen. Like, you know, I had to interview with the Ellen people, you know what I'm saying, to get on that. Yeah, what I was that to, process like? Producers called me. I didn't believe them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not only that, but I was going through chemo that same day. And they're like, can you be a little more charming? I was like, no, I can't. I can't be. I can't possibly be more charming. Like, Did I, they I, literally say, can you be more charming? Yeah, well, can you be a little more upbeat? That was a direct quote. I was oh, like, my God. But they didn't know. I was like, I, I can't. I'm going through chemo. I want, like, I just finished it. So I'm not really in the mood. To, like, yeah. They're like, well, this is really for Ellen. This is a big deal. I was like, okay. Okay, cute. Suck it up. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I just turned on, turned on the charm. <laughs> got through the first interview. Interview with the second dude. And the, these interviews are with producers. At this producers. Point. Yeah. And then I got on. Uh, I got on Ellen. Did good with that. Did you do your set at all for them, or was mm-hmm. it just like how you would be in an interview, basically? Yeah, just ask me like you know what what jokes you want to talk about. Yeah. You sort of say your jokes, and then you just work weave them in the conversation with Ellen. That's pretty much how it was. Yeah. It wasn't like me standing up like, and then, you know. It was just <laughs> With like, a fake brick wall behind you. Right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was just, you know, just me. You know. Biggest thing was to walk walk out there and like, because like, you don't see the studio before. So you oh, just walk man. out you're like, oh, shit. Okay. This is happening. Even when I did Kona, I'd seen all my friends do it before, so I knew what to expect. It's elevated and yeah. you're looking up. But that one, I was like, whoa, this is huge. Mm. It's loud. To hear all those people laugh at once is kind of great. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And most of the time when you go in those television studios, they're a lot smaller than you think they are. Yeah. They shoot it in a way that makes you think it's huge and expansive. So if you go to Conan or things like that, too, it's not that big. It's right. pretty small. But this is one of the ones that's actually, like, legitimately decently sized. So that's got to be a trip walking into that. Yeah. I remember going to Men's Warehouse trying to get an outfit for it. <laughs> I was like, you know, you want to look good. You know, TV. You know? They don't yeah. help with your outfit at all. They, I've always hoped they would help with outfits. Don't. Oh no. <laughs> they don't. Another dream crush. T- TV doesn't help you out with anything but the spot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I had to know how to hire like a stylist for you know for my special one night. Yeah. You know, I wasn't gonna go out there in like a t-shirt and hoodie, but you know, I was like. I don't want to do tuxedo. It's hard to get your pacing in a tuxedo. Yeah, you got to be comfortable up there. Right, so you got to be comfortable. Well, when you did Ellen and then HBO is going to now air your special, right. Was did you know that was a possibility with Ellen? Was that a that surprise? Wasn't, that wasn't worked at all. Really? We didn't work. The, the producers did not say that was a thing at all. Oh, my that gosh. That was just Ellen being like, oh, you're funny. I like this guy. Hey, HBO, Netflix, if you guys are listening, can you do this? And it was like, What? Because, like, cause, you know, you're you're just trying to memorize your lines, not right. cut her off, not, you know, not make it awkward, let yeah. it be smooth. Yeah. You just have to, you know, as a comic, we were, we sort of inclined to step up. And yeah. Did, with, with her, obviously, it's her show, so you just want to defer. And I know how to defer. So I was right. like, okay, cool, let her give me the lines. Mm-hmm. I, I knock it out the park, cool. And then as she did that, I was like, what? This might happen. And then they said, hey, man, I think Alan wants to bring you back on sometime soon. Would you be interested? And I was like, sure, sure, I'm down for that. I've got nothing better to do, right? Why not? And then uh, did that, and... Wow. And that was just a couple of days later, right? It was yeah. pretty pretty quick. So you, had, you must have probably suspected something was up if she was having I, didn't, I, didn't, I thought she wanted to just talk to me. I mean, yeah. I did it off with Steve Harvey, so I thought... Because uh, he was on the show that yeah. same day. So I, 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 don't know, I don't know what I thought. Thought it was something like that. Yeah. And they were like, hey, HBO decides to do your special. And it didn't really hit me how big HBO was until we got we got started. Yeah. Filming when I was yeah. like and everyone was like, HBO, HBO, HBO. I was like 
Is this a thing? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know it's you know HBO, right. but you sort of you sort of forget the, the reach of like HBO, especially for I mean, a comedy yeah, special. It's great. I mean, that's like I mean, it puts me at a certain status. Like, yeah, it's, not, it's like, huge. There's yeah. only like maybe five percent. It's so elite. All I'm going to say is so you could have been the first one to have a comedy special on ESPN. I'm just going to pick. I mean, <laughs> someone has to do it. Right. Right. Talk about keeping you humble here. Right? <laughs> right? Who can always find a way right? to a little yeah, Indian right. <laughs> That's one of the special things. <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised if one of these days they fucking produce a comedy special for ESPN. Because it seems like most like channels get away from what they do. That's, oh, what, yeah. that's what the SBs is. It's yeah. A, it's a yeah, yeah, comedy special with an athlete that we all love. And, and, and half amazing of the athletes. Are just pissed off listening to whatever the comics are doing on stage, and they go up there too, which is fucking hilarious to watch. Mm-hmm. Do not have a sense of humor about stuff. No, nah, they're trained to like score or like Be- people machines. Score. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I mean, good for them. I just, I always find that that stuff's kind of weird though, when it's just like you know. Like best play, and it'll be like this dunk, this goal, this soccer stop, this this indie car left turn. Like, how do you like what? Then you're just basically like voting for what's the most popular sport because that's, that's all every, it is. That's every competition, mostly. I mean, but geez, it's amazing. Like when I sometimes like I'll be at a bar or seeing someone just see ESPN highlight for golf. I'm like, who the fuck has free time to just be walking around in a golf course following these people? They do, yeah. It's crazy. And like, who's got time for NASCAR? One who gives a, gives just a rush out of watching They're it. They're driving around in a circle. I don't understand it. Like, I don't... There's that part of my brain that whatever that is that gets people excited about that stuff is, like, so missing that I can't relate. They didn't all. use the bathroom for a while. They drove around in a circle. We've all been lost with our grandparents before. So, like, I, I, I'm not getting nominated for any award for that. So, you know, I, I look at all sports. I mean, I respect the training that goes yeah. with it. But I also was like, I mean, how the fuck do you even get into these sports? Yeah. Like, you have to be a certain size for Jack. You have to be a certain height for fucking NASCAR. You got like, how do you just wake up one day and be like, that are like I, I want to drive, Dad. <laughs> you, want, you want to take your licenses? No. Professionally. So you want to be circle. a taxi driver? <laughs> nah. Uber? Nah. NASCAR. What the? F- what do you mean? No. What do you start training for that? <laughs> Flip is if you want to be a jockey. That's got to be weird. Yeah. Dad, you know I'm a little dude. Right. I'm real small. I'm not growing anymore. I'm not going to be running it. back. Right. Okay. I haven't gained weight since so I was 17. Nope. I've been 112 for the past. <laughs> I've been 112 for the past 15 years. I think it's time to start riding some horses. I can't afford horse lessons. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do with this size. Okay. I'm a tiny person. I'm a lightweight person. I would like to move quickly. I would like to ride things bigger than me and go faster than I can go. Can you help me with this? I have dreams. Hey, he's a jockey. You know I love to walk around in checkered shirts, helmets, and riding pants just all the time, you know, when I'm going out. Yeah, I already got the wardrobe. There's people like me, Dad. I've met them. Do you have to wear the hat? No, I won't wear the hat, Dad. I won't wear the hat. Okay? If, that's, if the hat's holding you back from paying for the lessons, take the hat out. This is who I am. <laughs> for once, I'd like to see, like, one jockey that's got, like, total, like, swag. You know what I mean? He's, he's out there, like, wearing, like, Sean John stuff or something. You know what I mean? Like, oh. just something different. Like, it's, it's, not just, it's the same shit, you know? Yeah. It's impractical. Where's the jockey with, like, crazy style? You don't want anything that can slow you down. I mean, they could make tight shirts. Sean John does have a Well, if they could like make a body one. sock, then maybe. There you go. Well, that's what Snuggie like was. Oh, yeah. Boom. Mine blown. blown. Did you guys see that coming? No one did. did No one did. Curveball, watch out. There it is. Can we talk about the making of your special? Yeah. Because I'm always 
interested in how that comes to be. It's so an eye-opening bring, process. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Well, it's like, so you have your set yeah. that you, by uh, this time, have like it tight. You know exactly what you want to do. No, no, no. It was kind of fast to put together an hour. It was two weeks. We dropped Whoa. it. HBO was going to air. We were taping in April. It drops in June. Oh, my God. So this is a fast turnaround. So from, yeah, that's quick. Yeah. And who directs? Uh, Mickey Blaine. Was Mickey. this your choice? This is this is my choice. Okay, great. Yeah, it's Nicole's husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it was a learning process. Uh, as soon as the special, as soon as the news got announced, the mm-hmm. the, ta- the taping aired. Uh, I went to uh, went to on the road to Atlanta and to Boston for two weeks to run it. So I had to choose my jokes, then I had to write my jokes, then I had to perform the jokes and give an hour of the recording to HBO so that way they could run by their legal department to make sure I wasn't, you know... Oh, wow. Angry. You know, they're not going to get sued. You right. Know? Uh, so they're like, hey, this is great. Cool. They're like, if you don't add anything to it, it's good to go. You know, just tape. We'll record it April 4th. We'll stand behind it. Cool. I like, right. Wow. So uh, then we recorded April 4th, and that was a long day. Very Did long you have day. a vision for how you wanted it to look? or No. No? No, I didn't. Uh, I just knew that it had to be bigger than West Side originally, because that's where I was going to do it originally. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know what? All these people are interested. I got to do it bigger. Yeah. You know, so... And then did HBO help you find the venue? And No, I found the venue myself. Wow. Yeah, I did. I did, I did uh, so they basically just served as an output and a producer. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing that you got to kind of orchestrate it how you wanted it to be and find all the things. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty ideal wish list for, yeah. for a comic, you know? Yeah. I own it, you know, and then I can, you know, turn around and sell it somewhere else if I want to afterwards. Oh, you can? I won't, but... Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's really I can't cool. wait to see it. I'm so, and like, just completely, completely inspired by it. I mean... Well, thank you. Thank you, you have been given a crazy path, mm-hmm. and like, to take it so fully is just really impressive. This is, I mean, it's it's exciting. Like, I, I was just telling... Uh, newspaper too. I was like, I haven't really had time to process it all. Yeah. Like people were like, Are we having a viewing party? I'm like, I'm not going to plan a viewing party for myself. Right. It's like planning like a roast for yourself. Right. Like, I'm, not, I'm not into that. I'm not that vain. I, yeah. don't, I don't really want everyone to watch it while I'm there in the room. You know, like if you want to watch it, great. Tell me afterwards. <laughs> it's like when people donate to the Kickstarter. Like people walk up to me, Hey, man, I donate to your Kickstarter. Thanks. Thanks for believing. I don't know what I'm supposed to yeah. say here. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know, but I, right. I, don't know, I don't know how we're supposed to make this. Like happy times, but no, I mean, that's I guess that's the hard part to especially imagine from the outside is like the insane mix of things that has to be going on for you mm-hmm. all the time, and then to be able to navigate it and still get your vision of what you want to say and get that imprinted. But like, meanwhile, you're dealing with I'm sure people are putting a lot of emotions on you that it's like, I actually don't need to deal with your shit on top of my shit right now. I mean, realistically, I mean, I don't ever say that, but there yeah. are times where I'm just like, like, I'll get emails from people, like, sometimes showing a lot of support, a lot mm-hmm. of you know, some people just saying thanks for you know showing us how to be positive i'm like that's great someone would be like yo have you tried frankincense oil like what the fuck no i haven't <laughs> yeah. i don't got time for this shit man you know what I'm I, I respond back i respond to every email yeah. though, so no I, I mean i have nothing like this but i've had like some hard times and i feel like that as like a, if you're a sensitive person you really appreciate any kind of outpouring like that that makes you feel so connected to being a person and being in the world but there's that tricky middle ground where it's like you can't 
you don't want to hear people's advice all the time. You don't want to hear like, I can relate to exactly what you're saying. You don't like, it's so hard to know how to be like, I appreciate you talking to me. And now mm-hmm. I don't want to have this conversation anymore. Well, cause sometimes it, it really is about them and not you. Like, yeah, mostly. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, that's being a person. Yeah. A lot of times. I mean, that's, that's what, that's what cancer will do is it will yeah. make you learn like a lot about yourself mm-hmm. and a lot about the people you're around. Yeah. Not everybody handles things, you know, excellently. Right. Yeah. Some people just withdraw and leave. But you're like, dude, we, we had a beard before I got diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, where are you at? You know? And then they'll come back around. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, you just, you take humans for what they are. We're just flawed beings. Right. You know? Yeah. So I don't really, take any offense to anything I, and people are trying to help everybody's just trying to get by and cope in this world so and how much did your whole experience and like your kind of impetus for doing the special how much does that affect the comedy you were doing i mean do you feel like your voice did a complete change or just my attitude and perspective on life did a complete change mm-hmm. uh my voice I don't talk about cancer in yeah. like any of my sets really you know i talked about it in this one uh, but I, I didn't really talk talk about it. Yeah, I guess I mean more your perspective. Like, did you find that your approach to writing jokes or what what was fascinating you about you know like your observations if that shifted in a big way? Uh, no, I mean just finding funny in the smaller things in yeah. life. More, you know, uh, like I have jokes. About, I have a joke about like everything, you know. So. Yeah. I just try and like find the you know funny and the humor in it. A twist, maybe even just a funny line. Yeah. Realizing that not everything is a funny joke. Sometimes just a funny you know like a bit or a tag, stuff like that. You yeah. Know? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I love comedy, so like I love watching all types of comedy. Yeah. Whether whether I like it, whether I like it or not, is doesn't matter. Yeah. Because they're doing something I can't do. You know what I'm saying? Like you may not love you know Mitch Hedberg or Stephen Wright's you know one liners, but. If you can't do an hour worth of one-liners, right? Yeah, that's amazing. Funny. Yeah, how could you not at least appreciate exactly. it? Exactly, and that's what I. When you appreciate comedy, when you appreciate things, it takes a whole lot of you know expectations off it. Like, yeah, that's. I don't love true. rap music nowadays, but I do appreciate what the kids are doing. Yeah. So. There you go. So well, you've been a road comic for a long time too, and I have to. No, imagine. no, I, I haven't. I, I don't want to for a little bit. I, I, I've just for a little bit. Yeah. But you you have been going right, on right, right. I've been on the road. Yeah. So my question for you is like, I'm sure there's been a lot of great rooms and stuff. And you've had fun. Is there been one gig that like stands out as like the worst fucking like what am I doing here? Terrible gig. You don't have to give like specific specifics, but I'm just kidding because every comic tends to have one that was just like, yeah, this was just like bad news from the get go. I mean, what I don't, for me, I don't even view comedy as good or bad. I just view it as like ideal or less than ideal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I look at like you obviously want. Uh, ideal situation people sitting there you know loving you you know they're loving the, the host does a good job the concert for you do a good yeah. job yeah you come up underhand pitch <laughs> out of the park that's what you want ideally right. sometimes it's in a bar a big ass bar with the mic cutting out mm-hmm. you know everybody and, talking and you know, ordering or not, and, not, they're just not they're just not interested they're yeah. just they do not care and you're just like background hmm. noise Man. But then it's like your job is to be like, well, how can you engage him? Are you going to stay in the pocket and just read your jokes? Like, you know, I could uh, I could be doing something else. So go do it then. You chose to come out here. You yeah. have a car to leave. Yeah. Like I choose every room. Like, okay, we're going to get something out of this. Yeah. I wrote every show. Like, I don't need to fucking have a you know a mic drop confetti fall at the end of the set. <laughs> I just need. Hey, listen, man. We're all in this room right now, so everyone should be paying attention to what's going on. Yeah. 
That's great. Will Ferrell had some, I mean, everybody's probably heard it, but I always love it. Like if he felt like a sketch was bailing or if he ever feels like something's bailing, he just commits like a thousand times harder. And I think that is what kind of sets people on fire because it's just like, this is already ridiculous. Yeah. Let's, well, let's, we're doing it. Like what does bailing give us? Nothing. It I mean, makes life bad. <laughs> like, it also means you just wasted time for because yeah, was, yeah. you're quitting because it didn't go the because way you thought. Because your silly thing didn't go well, the way. Kills every yeah. other time. So yeah. I'm just gonna bit. No, we overcommit. We go over the top yeah. till we bring it back around. Just with overcommitment. Exactly. And like oh, okay, yeah, that's funny. That's a fun thing to do. Yeah, and then that pulls people in so much. I think mm-hmm. that's a like a life attitude. If you can just remember in those horrible moments, it's all silly. Yeah. Just right. go all the way. Yeah. Let's do firsts. Okay. We do this every podcast. A different first from life. Okay. Uh, what was the first music album you can remember having that you can listen to every single track without skipping one? That's what defined the classic. That's what defined the classic. Oh. I, you know, Machiavelli doesn't hold up as well as we think it does. <laughs> Machiavelli is not what I thought it would be. <laughs> um, Black on Both Sides by Most Def. Oh. That's a classic one. And that's a really, that's a cool choice. Yeah. yeah. Black on both sides. He has every song on there from Miss Fat Booty to Brooklyn to New World Water to Speed Law to just uh, everything. It's, yeah, it's a great idea. You guys check it out. Nice. I mean, then the next one, no, I, I could skip a few songs in Lauren Hills, too. Oh, I love Lauren Hills. I mean, I love it, too. Uh, Miseducation? Yeah. Yes. Oh, there's also some weird, like, 23-second, like, filler. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. So there's some, some things <laughs> I can skip on that. But, yeah, yeah I'd say Most Deaf, Black on Both Sides. That's the one. That's one of my favorite albums. Nice. What's yours, Vanessa? Well, mine doesn't hold up, but it's not about holding up, because it's just remembering I could listen to the whole thing all the way through. Wow. And that was, I'm sort of embarrassed, but it was the Rent soundtrack. It's like, of course it was the Rent soundtrack. But I would just listen... And do the whole thing. So, I am who I am. I can't. I can't rewrite That's history. That's like the Fantastic Mr. Fox of musicals. <laughs> I don't know why. Basic. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, I think it was REM's Automatic for the People. Oh, I think straight through is mm-hmm. just amazing. I just remember listening to that over and over and over again. My Spice Girls is a runner-up. Spice Girls? <laughs> I mean, that stands that, the test of time. That's right, a guys? beautiful, beautiful yeah. opus. It's the composition, oh, God. the lyrics, and the beat. The meaning. Messed together oh. beautifully. It's a celebration of, of life. British girl power. Who doesn't <laughs> want British girl power? Right. The British girls have been silenced too long. Let them sing and dance. I mean, Radiohead's OK Computer is still oh, like, that, yeah. start to finish. is great. Well, those are good ones. I'm just trying to think of the first ones. Yeah, the that first one for me. Like, that I can being remember obsessed is, with the entirety of. I mean, I guess that that would be your coming of age album. Like, I mean, I figure like when we start understanding the lyrics and whatnot. So maybe fourteen to eighteen is really what now we should, we're, yeah. should be looking at. Yeah, I, I mean, most deaf black most of us was high school. So yeah, rent was freshman year for me. There you go. Oh, yeah, I can't falling that. in love with theater. What am I supposed to do about it? Here I am. I think was junior high, but I also was like obsessed with extreme three sized every story for some reason. <laughs> Love that record. Um, but yeah. My sister was blaring Billy Joel at the time. Oh, man. River of Dreams, I believe. It's a pretty decent album. Uh huh. Some uh-huh. filler on there, though. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's do my uh, question segment. Uh-huh. Uh, let's do a build a movie. We do these sometimes. 
So we're going to go around. We're going to build a fake movie together. There's no budgetary constraints. There's no time constraints. So Miley Cyrus and Humphrey Bogart could be in it. Whatever. Like, can bridge all that stuff. Uh, Let's build a fake stand-up comedian's rise to fame biopic. So it's, I always say biopic. That works, too. I Um, I feel like it's incorrect. Tomato, you're wrong. But what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, we'll just do this. You know, the rise. They haven't done these in a while. They, they sometimes will try to do movies about comedians that like like punchline that don't really. That's what, that's work. what every Chris Rock movie seems to be. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So let's let's do that. So um, it's like let's let's Vanessa, you want to start it? Where do you want to have it? Where do you want the guy from? The setting from? is um, Rhode Island in wow. the in the eighties. Whoa! We all know the scene. Well, the the era is right. That's the stand-up boom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And this guy's, uh, you know, adjacent to New York City, but not in. So he's, like, pining away for so a life. So he's thinking he's... about moving to New York City to pursue life as a comic. Yeah, but his life, his family is all in Rhode Island. Leave him. No, I'm joking. Well, <laughs> well that's the second act, honey. Well, yeah, that's where I specialize in. <laughs> there it is. There Get there into is. argument with the wife. That's a... <laughs> Take what? a fight, baby. Yeah. Let's make, her, let's make him older to make the risks a little Yes, let's, that's good. Uh, yeah. Let's yeah, get Helen like Mirren as a wife. Oh, this is... I really like this movie already. Yeah, we get Helen Mirren as a wife. Who are we thinking? Um, Warren Beatty? Who are we oh, thinking? Richard Dreyfuss? Ooh. Yeah, right, I feel so like yeah. he hasn't worked in a bit. Richard mm-hmm. Dreyfuss, he's, he performer? was a teacher. He was forced to retire early because they're coming Left back. Left Mr. Holland's opus. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> oh, that's this is the after. Is. This is the little coda to Mr. Holland's opus. Oh, that's my gosh. Right. Ooh, it's called Mr. It's Holland's. Called Mr. Holland's set list. Yeah, there it is. <gasps> Is the name of the film. Oh, my god! So it is a sequel. It is a f- sequel to Mr. Holland's Opus. Oh, man. Oh, this is a film. Man, Hollywood, are you listening to this? Because we're on fire yeah. right now. Boom. There it is. There it is. I mean, so so Mr. Holland is retired, obviously. Um, he still loves music, but he finds that he likes connecting with people through comedy now. Yeah. He, he d- tries an open mic just on a whim. He's at an Italian restaurant that has one in the back, goes yeah. and tries he it. He signs as he does. That's his thing, too. He signs as he uh, does his set. Right. Okay, sure. <laughs> that was a thing for the film. Well, deaf, I feel like his, his son, son influenced him so much that now he realizes that's a whole untapped, uh, like untapped market is deaf people that yeah. want to go to stand-up shows. Hey, there we go. His deaf son, Cole, by the way, that was his oh, name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, 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 beautiful boy. There it is. He he actually is, uh, he writes a comedy, like, blog. He writes a blog <gasps> that's, like, funny. And a so, blog in the 80s? This is no longer in the well, 80s. Okay, it's not a blog, but he, well, like, deaf writes people a writes. column. No, really, you know, that was um, a 90s thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't remember when Mr. Holland's Opus was supposed to take place. Like oh, 90s. it's through okay, many so it's generations. 90s-ish. So, Mr. Holland has been every night, late at night, watching uh, like the stand-up specials. We're talking Brickles, Pryor, Carlin, all yeah. the best, all the only the best at that time. And Mr. Holland, he nods to himself as he watches, and he starts jotting down ideas in a notebook. He hides like this book from Helen because yeah. she's been waiting for his retirement. She wants to go to Italy and yeah. learn to paint. Yeah. He promised her they were going to do this with their retirement Just years. Just ten more years, Helen, and we could do it. Oh, now suddenly he's got the itch. Oh, the man. microphone itch. Oh, man. As right. they call it that in the comedy world. True, <laughs> And true. she, of course, finds his premise notebook one day when she's like cleaning it falls out or yeah. something and she sees it. Have you ever right. noticed that the clarinet players... <laughs> 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 a lot of his stuff is valuable. Take my wife, please. Huh? She wants to go to Italy after we retire. Huh? Shout out to Rodney. <laughs> oh, man. So she gets offended because a lot of his material is about their marriage. Yeah. 
And it is relatable. folks, Oh, gross. One day a woman's going to invent a phone that a man could take with him all the time. She could call him when she wants him. We'll name it like a cell phone or something like that. <gasps> he was also psychic. <laughs> you know oh, cell, because marriage is a prison. Yeah. You heard that, ex-wife? Uh <laughs> So she's upset, but then she's like, I want you to follow your passion. You've always followed your passion. It's, it's never steered you wrong. Let's sell um, the house and divorce. <laughs> I'm going to Italy. She she decides it's the golden years, and she goes on to have um, – she goes to that marigold she, she hotel. Doesn't, she doesn't divorce him, but she says, I'm going to go to Italy. You work – you go to New York, and then when you find your voice there – We'll meet on the top of the Eiffel Tower. To jump? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's dark. I mean, it was yeah. the 80s. What did you guys expect? You know, in the fucking animal house, okay? Let's come on. It's true. Cause, this cause, is real life. No, we no, We say they, we give it a year. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we don't divorce. Let's go. We'll give it a year. I'll do my thing for a year. You do your thing for a year. And we'll meet up. I'll come to your show. And we'll see if we can do it. Oh, my she gosh. To the show. So we've got a great third act, TikTok Ticking. This show that she's coming I to. I do this for a living. Oh, yeah, this is I very good. I just you raise the stakes. Here it is. No. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, though, it is the 80s, so he does end up having a cocaine problem for it's, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Alcoholism, too. Yeah. Because yeah. he's cutting loose because he's now free from marriage he's responsibility. He's free, and he never yeah. realized how much his wife did for him. That's uh, the other thing. He, Can't all cook. Has had a home-cooked meal in a while. Hasn't yeah. had a good pep talk. None of- he hasn't had the support. He, he had made, like, most of his comedy was about his marriage and how trapped he felt, but he realized without her... He's that free. was the ultimate. No, it was too much freedom, and too, too much, much freedom, freedom is prison. Mm. Man, getting deep, Schopenhauer. Listen, yeah. guys, I t- <laughs> <laughs> didn't see that one coming. Con- uh, and meanwhile, his star pupil that Jean Louisa Kelly played, the one that he was oh, like in love with. Yeah. Oh, she she's just in the crowd one day at a show because know she's he's doing it. Um, uh, she's also she works in the city. She's in the, the Anna Paquin. That was what I was going to cast. In that. Oh, that's good. How like about she's, she's playing that role? Okay. And yep. a pack one as her. Sure. Yeah, she could work a little more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I really like her. Okay, so she's there. She's wearing a lot of makeup. She's like looking very city, city, city. I mean, like gothy makeup. Like she's kind oh, of okay. gone dark. Right, right. Um, and she carries, what was she, a violinist or something? She was a singer. Well, yeah. Oh, she was a singer? Okay, yeah. well, she has a violin case because it's cool to look like that. <laughs> and right. he's doing a set and he looks up and he sees her there in the crowd. And then what happens? <laughs> they end up hooking up. And then? Right on the eve of the year that they're supposed to meet back up, Anna Paquin tells Mr. Holland she's pregnant. Oh! They have a baby, it's Dakota Fanning. Oh, of course it is. And then I'm a big he fan. To, all he wants to do is go back to his wife. He's so close. But then that tears him back to another marriage. He has to marry her. They're old fucking, uh, they're old, oh, they're old Amish parents, old Pennsylvania family. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's that's a, a beautiful layers. movie. Mr. Holland's set list. Oh, yeah, but the signing but through, community, through, there is a deaf boom um, of like deaf comics. Oh, God. Because of him. You better not make a deaf comedy jam joke. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> the original deaf comedy jam. Ding! Hollywood, if you're listening, we are ready to be put in the best writing rooms possible. This is no weed. This is 10 in the morning. Coming up with this shit. What do you think? You know how long it takes your writers to come up with a solid log line? It's at least till noon. We did a whole movie. We have people transcribing this right now. Dwight's here. Dwight's saying it looks good on foreign investor returns, so I guess we're good to go. 
Mr. Holland's set list. I think we did it. Yeah, yeah. that was really pretty, nice. Pretty Great phenomenal. Great job, guys. Yeah, really, really nice. These are my questions. Okay. Have you ever met an Olsen twin? Nope. Okay. Uh, you have pleased a wizard, and he's giving you an option between two sort of treats, okay? One treat is that you get to do 20 minutes, a 20-minute set at a huge venue, like a stadium, kind of the, the big dream venue of your choice, but massive. But the other comics in the lineup are a little bit hacky. Mm. But the audience is still amped to see you, but you're kind of embarrassed by the company you're keeping. We don't mm. have to name names, but you can decide in your mind who that okay. is. Um, or you can do a very small venue that holds about 30 people and only get to do 10 minutes, but you get to decide the lineup of like luminaries that you'd like to be with. Hmm. I don't have that big an ego, so I would say the 30 people... Mm. With a lineup of legends. I think that's a great choice. Yep, I agree with that. That was a personality test. You well, passed. Well, thanks, BuzzFeed. <laughs> Get out of my life, BuzzFeed. Okay, if you could make a Baz Luhrmann movie from any classic book, well, he would be making it, but you would get to pick the text. What would Baz it be? Baz Luhrmann, dead, Moulin Rouge, yes. correct? Okay. I don't know what else he's done, though. He's done... Romeo and Juliet. Yep. Didn't like. Um, um, oh, The Great Gatsby. Mm-hmm. Didn't like. Um, what other ones? He's over two with Leonardo. Oh, the least. first Strictly one that ballroom. was actually good was Strictly Ballroom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, what other? All spectacle. Just okay. spectacle. Okay. So what was the question again? If you could pick a classic book for him to like, Lermanize, aka like, there's going to be songs mm. and confetti and crazy huh. people. Let me think. the Bible. No, I'm joking. Oh, that's a big undertaking. <laughs> well, they do Exodus every five years, so yeah, that's true. Uh, let's see. One book. I would say a spectacle would be Huckleberry Finn. Ooh. Or To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, wow. Add some razzle-dazzle to old Atticus. You know, a little razzle But singing. It's the singing. It's the singing. I didn't know that there was a musical I'd watch, so I thought that Ewan McGregor had a beautiful voice and wrote all those songs himself. So I was like, <laughs> I didn't know those were like... Remake. That's the sweetest thing I've ever heard. Like, just, good for like, Ewan. I hope you don't mind that I put this in words. I was like... How good <laughs> I feel in the world. My mom's like, Dude, those are those are those are remake. Those are those songs have been done. Q. I was like, this movie's not my favorite, but stands up to the test of time. I'll tell you that much. So if they did that, what to kill a mockingbird? Would it be like Scout, Scout, <laughs> Let It All Out? Oh gosh, I'm just thinking that was good because they reappropriate a little bit. They change yeah. the lyrics no, a little I bit. Yeah, they gotta do it. Yeah. This is the bird that we're talking about. Come on. Yeah. Second. Um, I would like to see Lord of the Flies. Wouldn't that Ooh. be a good, scary kid musical? Like, it kind of feels like hook gone crazy. Oh, Piggy's got the conch. Piggy's got the conch. Oops, a boulder. <laughs> poor Piggy. Know, uh, your final question. If you were trapped in one of those, you know, the, like escape rooms, that's a thing now. Uh-huh. If you were trapped in one of those and you could either be with the cast in their roles of Modern Family or Always Sunny, who do you choose? I mean, it's kind of a tactical choice. Wow. Oh, well, I ask the questions that matter. Comedic humor is essential. But Modern Family has Sofia Vergara. So. Oh, now you're thinking. See, that's a tactical choice. There you go. Sofia Vergara? 
Yeah, because then it's like this bumbling crew of idiots isn't going to help you out, but yeah. you get to spend yeah. more time. You'd have a better chance getting out with Modern Family than you would with Sunny, though, because they would fuck it up. Like, yeah. that's their thing. Yeah. They would just constantly bicker. I did, you know, I, I just discovered Modern Family. Like, I just watched, like, an episode uh, this past weekend. For the first time? I've seen, like, two episodes. Oh, are you starting at the beginning or now? No, just randomly one where they were on the train. They're on the train going to, like... His ex-wife's wedding, right, with the murder mystery author, right? Yeah, oh, that shit had me that. in tears. I was, like, it's just something like I was just, I was just hung over looking at. I was like, this shit's good as hell. I can't <laughs> it's been on for nine seasons. <laughs> and what if I came? What if I said my favorite show is Big Bang Theory? What would you, what would have been your question for that? <laughs> I would have been like, so why do you like that show? There you go. <laughs> there you go. You guys are cool white people. That was a test. <laughs> From BT's BuzzFeed oh. From HuffPost Black That's what that was from We wanted to see how liberal are you Do you like Big Bang Theory Big Crazy to me because I don't know anybody Who watches it Like I can't, you know what I mean But yet it's the biggest fucking thing Well it's the like Mid- Donald Trump Do you know anyone voting for yeah. him the, Let me tell you something When I was taping the special And we were going through edits of what jokes to cut I was, you forget we're in the coast yeah. We're in a little microcosm of like liberalism yeah. You know, so we're like, oh, this is great, this is great, this is great. In reality, it's huge. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really, like, the country's huge. And there's a whole Midwest that we forget. Texas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana. So all those people have HBO, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm thinking. That's like a premise for a horror movie. <laughs> right? You know what, I'm what if we reenact the Game of Thrones in West Virginia? Well... <laughs> Well, they get it okay. Shakespeare. I'm the Montauks. Like, wait, that's not even a Game of Thrones tribe. Shut up, Bill. Let's just do this right. Put the wolf hat on. Yeah. Put the wolf hat on. Oh, it's still blood in here. I guess I'll do it. Just smush it off. But that's what I was thinking. That's what I remembered. I was like, it's a big country. Yeah. And so you don't ever want to get caught up just in the coastal comfort of like, oh, everyone's smart and liberal. No, you got to sort of stay. There's this terrible, yeah. terrible nickname for them, which is the flyover people. Yeah. Which is like when you're people flyover that go states. from coast to coast, you know, yeah. like that's, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a massive, massive country. And like, that's what's funny when you see the presidential like returns or whatever. It'll be like, somebody won this giant state, two, two electoral votes yeah. or whatever. Right, because, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why I feel like Wyoming is like, right. <laughs> I've never been, but I just feel like it's not it's not densely populated for how big it is. Yeah. No, and it's so pretty. That's the thing. There's so much pretty land in the middle. Yeah. Uh, I think the Native Americans would agree. Yeah, they would sadly <laughs> agree. Like, Ooh. Yep. Making it come back to history. You're very classic like that. They all had a great time. That's what Disney's Pocahontas right. taught me. <laughs> we don't mind. Take our land. That's Sing. Right. Five was gold west. Here we go. <laughs> Look, the raccoon is dancing. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, shit. Well, if they said that they were going to portray us in that line, I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the Redskins name, too. We're not offended by anything. Oh, I love that. I love football. Yeah. <laughs> now, football's American, okay? <laughs> right. That's how we get down here all right <laughs> so much sadness I so know, much joy it really is we made it all the way through quincy oh thank you um, thank you for having me. guys if you have hbo or know HBO someone go. who has hbo go passwords HBO that's so i'm sure you do, do. Yes. june 2nd 10 p.m it premieres burning the light is the name of the special i cannot wait yeah oh it's so gonna excited. be great yeah it's it is great i still don't have many dates in the book that's the crazy <laughs> thing i might be, have like the, i might have been done so much in the past few months not many dates. So if you're looking to book me, do it. Oh, I thought you meant like girlfriend dates. 
Nah. Okay. I'll tell the listeners. But you'll also be at Bridgetown. Bridgetown, oh, yeah, come through. Day. See me and Cole's going down. Yeah, what shows Portland. are you doing? Uh, I have two shows with Theme Park Improv. Okay. And then um, I'm on Tony Sam's Persona show on nice. Friday night. That'll be fun. I'm That's doing fun. Set List. Set List That's is great. You ever, you ever done it? Yeah, yeah, I've done it. It's a I good time. Yeah. It's really cool. I'll be recording this one for TV. Yeah. Wait, is that happening? Did you say it's being recorded? I hope he does. He does oh, yeah. the one at the at the at the Nerdist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping he records. I bet he will. We do it a lot up at SF Sketch Fest. We do it like pretty much every year. I yeah, know, it's our, so smart and funny. Oh, pretty much a staple. A triumph. Yeah, this is a great podcast. Thanks. Yeah, thanks Thank for, guys for having me. Great guest. Really fun. I learned a lot about you guys. Yeah, Quincy. I'm sorry about the whole Royals Henenbaums thing. It's all good. I have a joke about it. <laughs> but you're not you're not apologizing about Fantastic Mr. Fox. This is gonna be a whole thing. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. I'm at Cole Strand. I'm at Vanessa Raglan. At LLQJ206. I know it's long, but LLQJ was already taken. What L-L-Q-J-206. are you supposed to do? QJ206. Got it. Thanks for listening, guys. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening.